taking over your radio. Ignition. You are now listening to Trap Chat Alley Oop. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Presented by Trap Sense 95. Enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Follow us on SoundCloud and all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Man, this team is fantastic. This team is great. This is Trap Chat. Season 4, Episode 7. Seven. I am Mikey Charlie, and beside me, I am Elicit, as I am every week, sitting next to my man, talking some Toronto Raptors basketball. And life is good in Raptors land. Man, this is really the pinnacle. Third quickest to 10 wins in franchise history. Yeah, we're doing it. We're pulling it off like it's it's cake, eating cake. Uh, like we're the champs. We are. Listen, just because there's a couple teams ahead of us in the in the standings does not mean anything. We we played our West Coast road trip already, and we came out very nicely, especially due to injuries. Like, we beat the best team in the NBA in the Lakers. Well, and, and convincingly, it was a good game. But we won. Oh, easy. Yeah, we decidedly won. Yes. Life, life is beautiful. I can't complain, man. And, you know, complain. like last year, we were really hyped about Kawhi Leonard and the possibilities. But this year, I just feel something, man. It's the excitement, the passion. But you know what it is? The system is established. I think we could talk about that a little bit later, but the Raptors system is truly established. I agree. It's matured. It's it's become elite. Not just good. Yeah. Like, like A1 top notch. Top five. Championship program. Absolutely. And it's not just Kawhi, obviously. Kawhi, I would say he was the catalyst. Like he was the guy that got us to that level. But it's not that built the team out of nowhere. The team was built for this. He was just that final spark to create it, or to solidify it, I would say. He gave him a bit of a, uh, an attitude to work behind with Kawhi He, he kind of showed by example on what it takes to be a champion. Yeah, he was like the final professor that the Raptors needed to show them that last key piece yeah. of how to really do it. Siakam and Van Vliet are just balling. They're playing season. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're playing like they know Super how stars. to win. Like Not just they know how to win, they know they're going to win. Yeah. That's how they're playing. I love it. The Raptors are 10 and 4. Currently fourth place in the East. Riding a 7 and 3 uh, record in the last 10 games. Two game know, win streak. When you look at the losses, the first one against Boston, it, I don't know, man, the refs terrible calls on the show. Milwaukee was close game, right? Yep, and they made it a close the game. The Clippers, I actually consider that a schedule loss. Yeah, I'm back to back. Back to back. Again, you know, we won the LA game. The we burnt, they're a bit, a bit burnt, you know? Mm. And then the last game here against Dallas, I, 
win just because of how they were playing. But that loss was not a bad loss. Nah, man. They, they, they still played well. And the heart and effort has been there consistently since day one. So, 10 and 4. I cannot complain. I am not mad at all. Especially considering the injuries that the Raptors have sustained. And 4 Two keepers is exactly what I said, baby. Presented by Trapped Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trappedsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Run that back, man. You gotta run that back. Run it back. Alright, run it back. Alright, let's run the games back from last week. So, the Raptors had a pretty good week. We picked them to be 3-0, but they ended up 2-1. Yeah, I mean, as we said, the Dallas game, understandable loss. I thought they were going to win it, but... Doncic is the man. real deal, man. Doncic is no joke. It's the real and deal. this is in Dallas. He's the youngest player to score a 40-point triple-double in NBA. That's insane. But he's doing nice, right man. now, it's... MVP talk, obviously, so far. Easily, yeah. You can't, you can't knock that, for sure. Rookie of the year to MVP. I should see if that, that's ever happened before. 
Yeah, I, I, mean, I feel like it might have happened once or twice. I could see like a Magic Johnson or something. We'll see. I, I want to look that up. We're yeah, something look, definitely. We're gonna have to look that up. Um, that being said, the the Raptors two and one is not a bad record here. Like the first game, you know, which was the loss, we got it out of the way early. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and it wasn't like it was a terrible game. We only lost 110-102, right? Yeah. Under it was still single digits. The Raptors were in the game. Doncic was too much. Yeah, it was a back and forth game, I would say, kind of like a little bit wavy if you look at the uh, back and forth in terms of the lead. But um, yeah, end of the day, the Raptors couldn't pull it out. Uh, Norman Powell actually led the way on this one in terms of points. He had a pretty good game, 26 points. Nothing wrong with that. Six boards. It's beautiful. Yeah, nine of 15 from the field. It's great. This is the type of game that we want from Norman Powell. Every game. Every game. Not only a couple days here and then come back with six points. Like I, I hate that. Yeah. I want to see 18 points from Norman even Powell. Even within games, he seems to uh, very, you know, fluctuate up and down. He's definitely a uh, uh, streaky type streaky, of player. Streaky, but like, uh, he plays with passion. So oh, yeah. That sure. role, when you get into the zone, he plays yeah. like that. So yeah. hot, very hot and cold. My man Fred Van Vliet also helped out with 24 points, 7 assists, and 5 boards. Van Ball Vliet, man. Is he going to end up asking for too much for the Raptors? Well, hey, he's playing. He's earning some money now. I can I, tell I'm you not arguing sure. he's not worth it. I'm just saying, do the Raptors pay that much for this guy? We will cross that bridge when we get there. We're in getting the meantime, there. But in the meantime, we got to enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride and let whatever happens in the offseason happen. Yep, I hear you. Uh, there's not too much else to really be said in this game in terms of stats. Uh, Ananobi, that poor guy. He got swiped in the eye again, right? Like, it, and I, there was a quote by Nick Nurse that he was going to start taking people's eyes out, too. <laughs> Listen, I like the way Nick Nurse rides for his team, man. Like, there's Dwayne Casey did it a bit, but you just you see that all balls to the wall. I don't know, like, and, yeah. and, and I don't mean that as a derogatory term. I mean like basketballs to the wall. Like, yes, undoubted. It's all just basketball with this guy. Yeah, man. Nick Nurse is and another level, man. He's. Again, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but Nick Nurse does not get the props, or maybe he's just starting to get the props that he deserves. deserves? I might agree with you. Yeah. I remember last year we were debating how good Nick Nurse was. There's no debate now. Absolutely not. It's proven now that he's probably the best counterpuncher coach in the NBA, period. Yeah, look at the janky defense. Now that's catching on too. Right. All right, let's move on to the drubbing of the Charlotte Hornets, 132-96. The Raptors returned home triumphantly, I would say. Usually that game back after the, the West Coast road trip is always difficult. Not tonight. <laughs> well, it was the first half was more of a back-and-forth battle, but at some point the Raptors were like, okay, it's all enough of the fooling around. No, let's, just, let's just deal with this game. Let's just take this. I like the fact 
shouted out two former Raptors who are involved with the Charlotte Hornets organization. Del Curry. And, yeah, Del Curry. Shout out son, or sorry, sorry, father, father of, Steph. of Steph. Curry. Father of Steph. And the other one being Busy. Busy. Bismack Bianco. I like, I like that too, man. I think everybody remember. like, I think the biggest memory of Bismack was that Cleveland series. Of course. He like blocked that LeBron was, dead at the, the rim. Not many people remember it, he that. grabbed like 24 boards. Yeah. Some insane number. And just his energy, his fearlessness towards LeBron was one of the highlights of that playoff. Run. It's too bad that he's never lived up to that series ever again in his career, really. And I think a lot of it had to do with Toronto. Like, I think I feel he really fed off of the fan base here. And I'm not knocking Charlotte, but Charlotte is not Toronto. That's all I'm saying. And I feel he's the type of player that feeds off of that type of energy. I agree. So in this game, um, the Raptors, as you said, dominated. Like, I mean, it was just a beating from the beginning to end. I don't even think you need to run the, the stats, really, because it was just domination from the beginning to end. It wasn't even close. It was one of those games where I watched, but I really was on, but I was doing other things because it wasn't very interesting. And I know we had a career high. Oh, that's, 24 okay, points. that's worth mentioning for sure. And well, at this point, Terrence Davis had a career high. Yeah, well, that's points. already changed. But that was short-lived. And um, again, Hollis Jefferson, man, 15 points. Like, shout out those guys. That's why we keep winning. Yeah. It's those guys. Yep. Always a strong, even like Chris Boucher, 11 points, 11 boards. Nope. I like to see the double-double from Boucher. Yeah. Boucher has been really impressing. All so these guys have been impressing. They're, they're honestly. They even shout out Matt Thomas. Yep. Shooting his, yep. his efficiency in shooting is this team. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, man. Oh. Fun potential to watch. Upon potential. Man, like, I didn't think there was a shot to go all the way, but now watching the young guys play. Oh, yeah, they have a I shot. I feel like there's a legit shot. I feel. That maybe there's one move that needs to be made at yeah. some point no, I to really solidify that. But another as is another break your like your get your own shot kind of of wing player. Yeah, maybe here's I'm gonna throw, the, I'm gonna throw out a name because I, I, I read a, a thing the other day. But like we talked about the guys last year we want, but a guy that would fit the Raptors rotation and mm-hmm. do all those things.
won by I don't know, 14 points, I think. It was what's the final score? Yeah, 
Tim Duncan is the greatest player that that nobody knows about. Yeah. Like his efficiency rating it's is ridiculous. unbelievable. Through the roof. And his free throw shooting if was unbelievable. If he was more demonstrative, like he would be up there with Kobe in terms of Absolute, people's minds. No, you know? and, and he is. Here's a little side thing. What do, you, what do you think about him getting overlooked for the coaching job? For, uh, oh, what's her name? Kevin. Kevin, yeah, of course. And there's a, there was a lot of backlash due to Pop picking her, but forget that. Come on, just because, I would know, as you just said, there's no knocking Duncan's basketball IQ. There's yeah. not. But Hammond take, was also an MVP, if I know But didn't Duncan correctly. take over a game uh, a couple nights ago when Pop got ejected? Ejected, yeah. So getting a little bit of experience. For sure. For sure. But the point is that the Raptors are the new Spurs. I think that's what you're saying. I'm just saying that I see a parallel in the way their, their culture was made. Yeah. And no matter you bring in people, they all fit the system or they don't play. Like, that's basically what's happened. And, but that's true. But even before that, like, their screening process is actually impeccable as well. They don't really bring in too many players that won't even fit the system in the first well, place. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that comes down to their uh, scouting staff. Because guys like Terrence Davis are just the ball in. And they're guys that nobody gave a shot to. Pascal Siakam, Van Vliet. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dewan Hernandez is another guy. He, like, might, he might be in next a year up. or two. He might be next. We're, we're gonna start to talk about him. We're gonna be like, yo, this guy was the second last pick in the draft in 2019, yeah. and now he's a key role player, coming guy off the Davis bench. Davis actually, uh, he was interviewed after the uh, the last game, not tonight, his first career, <laughs> first career yeah. high, yeah. and he was asked a bunch of stuff, and he right away. He deferred to the culture and and how the the developmental process with the Toronto Raptors has been such an attribute to him and the young guys because they they already have this culture now of winning. I think uh, somebody called it the DNA. Yeah, I don't remember who it was. LeBron? Maybe it was LeBron. I feel LeBron, LeBron said LeBron. something that they have that championship DNA. DNA and. and that's just because now they understand how to win. Yep. They get it. And that's where you mentioned Kawhi Leonard earlier. Where, you know, Kawhi just showed them the, the professionalism that, that it takes. That that drive that it takes to, to win. The fo- you, I think it was the focus factor. Focus. I mean, guys like Norman Powell, OG Ananobi, they... It's priceless to those guys mm-hmm. to have played with a guy like Kawhi Leonard. Because, soak that all up. Yeah, and you already see it this year in the, the change of of demeanor. Yeah, and I think someone overall. someone asked OG what he took from Kawhi's tenure here, and you he think he he said the day in and day out of what Kawhi does that get his game to that level, and that's exactly. I remember last year we talked about it. If there's one thing I wanted OG to get from Kawhi, that's exactly what I wanted him to get. We were talking about Terrence Ross earlier today. And Terrence Ross had all the gifts. Mm-hmm. He, he, he had everything. He could shoot. 
He was explosive. He won the dunk off. Mm-hmm. Like the guy's good. You know what I'm saying? He scored 51 points, man. Yeah. This kid was amazing. Mm-hmm. He just didn't have the work ethic. Yeah, we put you put him behind Kawhi Leonard, man, and you show him what to do. I wonder if honestly Terrence Ross could have been top five guys in the NBA. Maybe, but at, again, some guys will never really soak that up. And that's another thing of what I was saying about the Raptors. Like they take the guys who will make the most of that opportunity and combine that with their talent to get to a next level. So then the, let's I ask you this. Who's the most underrated Raptor right now? Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Why do you say that? He doesn't get enough credit for what he's Remember, even less last year, we were a little bit okay. Well, Nick Nurse is a See if he proves himself. Yeah, and he definitely proved himself. And if there was any doubt last year, this year already, he's taking care of those. I okay. I see. I see your point. I'm not. I'm not gonna argue you're wrong. Yeah. Because I think you're right. Is like, like there's definitely an argument for you. His adjustments in game, yeah. uh, the way he. He's the best counterpuncher coach I've ever seen. And also, Seriously. and also, look what he did psychologically to a guy like Rondé House Jefferson at the end of the preseason. He said, "Nah, these guys aren't ready to to really. They're not buying into our system yet. They're not ready to play." And then when RHJ got his chance, uh, that was an amazing. That was amazing, man. One week he was not anywhere in the rotation, and now he's a fixture. How can you not play this guy? I'm gonna say that the most underrated right now is two guys. They're both big men. I'm gonna say Boucher, which he's getting his accolades now. I'm not saying he's not, but but as a whole, like you know, we'll talk about this in a bit. But he might be the odd man out. And then, honestly. Gasol. Gasol's points haven't been anything off the charts, but he has done every intangible. I have him in fantasy, and it like his defensive stats and and his passing and rebounding is stellar. Yeah, he's he's that guy that just makes things work. He's the best passing big man that I can remember the Raptors having. Like, and he can literally take the ball at the top of the post and facilitate the offense. It's like having another point guard yep. from, from in, in the inner post. Post, the point center. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about Gasol is that you may not notice what he brings. That's what I meant. Until he's not there. That's right. You don't know what you got until it's gone. Yeah. And like I, when he's not there, that's when you'll realize what his true value is. And the thing is, Boucher has stepped up, and Ibaka was playing really well before he got hurt. So, there's a lot of good players down there in the post now. <laughs> everywhere. On every, like, post, point guard, everywhere. Like, we if, have if options. There, what's the weakest position the Raptors are? I don't know if there's a position, but the weakest facet is rebounding. For sure. Offensive rebounding, specifically. Offensive, defensive, on both ends, to be honest. They give up, look, even tonight, yeah, I know it was a blowout, but they gave up so many offensive rebounds to the Orlando Magic. And it's a, it's a recurring thing. Even last year, we talked about it. 
is something that the one weakness of the Raptors, if there's a weakness you have to pick, the Achilles heel is the rebounding. The thing is, they're the best uh, fast break team in the NBA, so it's a trade-off. Yeah, they offset it, which is great, but there's certain games or if there's certain matchups where there's a dominant team on the boards, it's going to be a little bit more trying for the Raptors. So Leonard and Paul George played their first game together tonight, finally. Mm-hmm. Finally. Is that in progress? Like, I think that it's got to be good for their franchise to finally have their two stars, no? But they've been doing pretty good. Individually, they're both... No, I'm saying the team in general. Oh, the team, come on the now. team's doing okay. Come on, we talked about this last week, and it was another one, another loss, another sit But they're, Kawhi are they not, Are they not in playoff position right now? For sure. Exactly. Actually, right now they're doing, I think they're in fifth. It yeah. screws both me and you because you picked second and I picked seventh. So that's the only right spot. The that's the only spot that nobody wins. So. Right in the middle. But I mean, hey, there's still a lot of seasons left to be played. Um, you know, standings are going to change right now. Uh, the, I think the Lakers are top out. You know, let's look at the standings. Let's yeah. look at the standings. Are. Let's start with the uh, the Eastern Conference. I know at the top is Boston was, I think it's 11 and 1, maybe? 11 and 2. two. But they are playing the Clippers tonight. Okay, okay. 11 and 2. Bucks are 11 and 3. The Heat are 10 and 3, and the Raptors are 10 and 4. So that Heat team, I don't think, with Butler, who is just ripping up fantasy numbers right now. Your guy. Um, he is this year. <laughs> For now, anyway. Um, I don't think that Miami can sustain this. But they've been playing like crazy. Hey, shout out to Eric Spolster, man. People always knock him or they don't give him props. Kind of a lot like Nick Nick Nurse. Nurse. Um, He's a really good coach. And they're two youngsters, Nunn and Harrow. Yeah, they've been balling. Oh, man. Like, fun to watch again, these Mm -hmm. young guys, man. Mm -hmm. After that's the fifth place, 76ers, 9 and 5, which I think we all assume will probably be better by the end of the regular season. I don't really think they'll be higher. You'll see. I've heard some rumors of people saying that Embiid wants Simmons dealt. I don't know how valid that is. I haven't really been watching them that intently this season so far. So I don't know what the situation is there. But Indiana's at 6 and 8 and 6. And Oladipo, and Oladipo's on his way back. Mm-hmm. I know this because of fantasy. At some point here in yeah. the next month, three weeks, he'll be back. Yeah, so, and, and they're missing Jeremy Lamb, who's on my team, and they're missing a few pieces, so they're going to get in better health. They just got Turner back, who's also on my fantasy team. So they're a team that is already in a good position, and they're going to get better. I think so, too. But after that, it seems the cliff dive happens. Seventh is the Brooklyn Nets. It's, it's six and eight. The Magic is the final eighth spot, which is also six and eight. And they're surprising. I thought they were... I mean, it's still a long season, but I thought they'd be doing better at this point. And when I look at the down the rest of the stats, you got the Knicks at 4-11 and 11 at the bottom. But the team that's kind of shocking that you and I both picked to be better with the Detroit Pistons the at 4-10. They're, they're 13th place in the They've Eastern Conference. They've been dealing with injuries as well, but I don't want to hear excuses, as Leo Rounds like to say. It's the NBA. Every team deals with injuries. The Raptors have dealt with two major injuries, and they're so well off. Did, did they fire Dwayne Casey? 
I don't know if they do it this early, but after seeing what happened to Mike Babcock, I don't know, man. Who knows, man? So right now we're pretty much exactly where we said third or five. I said fourth. I think you said third. The Raptors. So we're right where we were talking, right? Now on the West Coast, at twelve and two, the Lakers are first place. And who are the two losses against? They have the Toronto Raptors and <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers, Clippers. featuring Kawhi. Kawhi. So basically, the champs. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Then there's the Rockets at 11 and 3, which I picked the Rockets to come out the Western Conference. That's not bad. I know they were struggling at the, in the beginning. The first they were, yeah, games, but, but yeah. all of a sudden, Harden was the player of the week last week in the Harden's Western Conference. Harden's been balling. As, as usual, he has one of those outbreaks man, where he scores like 50, 40 points 40, in like 50, 15 40, straight games. Nuts. Yeah. Then the Nuggets, which we expected to be 1, 2, or 3, yep. right? Yep. Then it's the Clippers. So oh, I was wrong. So right now, actually, you're winning. Because mm-hmm. they're closer to second and seventh right now, yeah. so so they're at nine and five, but also the Jazz are nine and five at and fifth, the and the Max Mavs are nine and five at six, yeah. which just solidifies my point that you sit Kawhi Leonard and you lose, you might screw yourself out of a top four spot. But the thing is that they have Paul George back now, so it won't I be know. as bad. Thank God. Paul George came back, had played 21 minutes, had 33 points. Next game, he had 23 minutes. He had 36 points. Yeah. Thank you, Paul George. I needed you back. He came back like a man, I don't know, a man who had something to prove. Then in seventh place, we knew they were going to die out a little bit with the the Phoenix Suns, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Still having a half-decent season. Still hanging around. Aiton hasn't played. Much, they've played you know? They're playing much better than I ever expected them. Um, and then after that, this is the team that's kind of shocked me, to be honest. And that's wow. our, our Canadian kid, Andrew, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. I think more than the team itself is Andrew Wiggins' inspired play. Resurgence. I, I remember Resurgence. before the season, he was left out of the top 100. And he said, nah, man, there's no way I'm. there's 100 players better than me. But he's actually backing up his speak, which is what I've always wanted to see from him. So anyway, to see that eight and seven, the Kings are six and seven, the Thunder five and nine, all the way down where the Warriors are three and thirteen. Has there ever been a, a turnaround from a like a championship contender to the last place team in the NBA? Maybe the Bulls. Four and eleven is the next. I would have to say the Bulls when Jordan left. They were that bad? I don't know. They were pretty bad, up. man. No, yeah. they were pretty bad. But um, I mean, again, with the Warriors, it's injuries. But the Trailblazers is what's really surprising to me. Well, and the San Antonio Spurs, they're thirteen. Yeah, and they've been sag- they've been sagging like, the last few. Uh, there's a lot of talk of Demar and, and Lamarcus Aldridge being traded from San Antonio. I could see it. Maybe to Boston, I saw. So. So, question: Is that the end of two le- legacies here? Is it both the Spurs and the Warriors? The Warriors will be right back where they were next year. Everyone's once, healthy. Once the injuries. Yeah, man, they, they got the worst injury bug I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. To every their top, to their top every tier star players. on their team is hurt. But what if their star players don't recover ever to recover? that level? You know, that's a, a good argument. And maybe Draymond Green is one that never gets back to the where he was. But guys like Steph and Clay, their games don't need it. 
Like, well, I mean, they're not like super athletic where they need like all that they athleticism, just need to but shoot. they need they need their mobility though. So if they, if, even I if don't think Clay does, but Steph does. Clay needs mobility to get some shots off, man. Come on, man. There was a a, a time two years ago that Clay Thompson scored 39 points and, and that's dribbled exactly four times. But that's exactly my point. Like he scored like what 27, 30 something points in one quarter. But to do that, you need some mobility. I hear you. I, Especially I if you're going to be the focal point. I, I think the Golden State Warriors will have the biggest jump next year as they were the they fell off the biggest. Fall. I think they'll be competitors. They'll be in the mix, but they won't be dominant. They're not going to be the best team in the Western Conference. They're, that's past if that's what you're asking. Yeah. All right, we got to you know take another break because this is what happens when you're doing this live. So we'll be back. You can find us anywhere that there is a hashtag. It's the hashtag. Yeah. Anywhere there's a hashtag. All right. That, that's true. No. But well, we are on social media at TRAPD95. So you or can find hashtag us there. TCAO. Just yeah. hashtag illicit sound. Anywhere you listen hashtag, to podcasts. Just hashtag look up anything that goes to do with this show. You'll probably find us. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. This is Trap Chat Alley presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Daddy Mark Mark, Daddy Sofa Kata make a jump. My name is Alyssa, and I'm sitting beside my good friend, Mikey Charlie. Hello. I tried my Jack thing. I tried. I'm not just, I'm not as good as him. Get that garbage out of here. <laughs> I guess mine was worse. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a competition on that one day. One day. I don't even want to. I don't do impressions. I'm so bad. But we, maybe one day we can try and get Jack on this show. That would be amazing. Amazing. I, I'm going to try. Somehow we got to be able to do that. So. I think he's... Fast, he's quickly becoming my idol. He's he's my favorite Raptors host, easy. sure. Yeah, easy. And he might might be my favorite sportscaster. Period. He's good, man. There's a couple guys I like, you know that. He's good. I I like Dan Shulman from ESPN. I like. There's a couple guys I like, man. But, yeah. but like, he's he's top three. I like sure. his his rawness and when he just. Does it? He does it from the heart. Like I'm not. He's saying, a Raptor fan. Yeah, I'm not saying other guys don't have heart, but he, you know, he has that. Heart. I agree. Anyway, so let's get into the jump. We got three games coming up this week. The first game is on Saturday, 7:30 p.m. Eastern. It's against Vince Carter and the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, this one's going in Atlanta. Um, the Hawks are towards the bottom of the pile right now, but they have a. Nice asset in Trey Young, man. Uh, Trey Young is a baller. He's a baller, man. Last year in Canada. <laughs> no, huh? He's been playing like crazy, no? Yeah, nah. He's he's good, man. I, I like him. I, I I liked him since I saw him emerge in the league last season. It looked like you could see him turning the the corner last year, and he looks like he's figured it out this year. Oh yeah, for sure. So and Vince Carter. At his 21st NBA season. 
That guy's been in the league almost as long as the Raptors have been in the league. That's crazy. Shout out to Vince Carter. When he comes back again for like <laughs> 20 million times, you know they're going to tribute him. It's the 25th uh, anniversary they, of the Raptors. If they tributed Del Curry and Bismack Biombo, Which they both deserve. Of course. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. But, but yeah, that means Carter should get one. Oh, for sure. For sure. By a, could the tribute be like a one-day contract? Or and that's not happening. No. <laughs> what about... Where does Carter fit in the top Raptors? Well, I was looking at a list today, actually. I think it was Josh Lewenberg's list. And he, I believe he had him at four, number four, which sounds approximately right. I I'm personally may put him at three, but, you know, four, I'm, I'm not mad at. What about you? It, it's four. It's got to be at least four. Yeah. It's four. Like, sounds in and Lowry, Kawhi, DeMar, Vince. Yeah, I can't. I can't argue with that. I think it has to be that. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think the Raptors win this game. I don't even think it's close. I, yeah, I don't think. I think we're just sitting here looking for stuff to talk about. But the truth is, this is gonna be a, probably it'll be a game like tonight's or the last game was. I, I see the Raptors romping them. Maybe they even sit a guy or something. Maybe you see Gasol Some get load a management. Gasol get a night off or something. Well, I don't know if they'll go all the way that far, but maybe light minutes. Yeah. And um, there's a possibility that Serge Ibaka might be back for this game. Which, actually. again, leads to the you know less minutes for guys like Gasol, because mm-hmm. Boucher and Jefferson need Yo, their minutes. We will yeah. talk about that. We should have actually talked about that already, but we'll talk about that Come after. Back. Yeah. Um, next game will be on Monday, the 25th at 7.30, will we'll be against... The Philadelphia 76ers. This tips off in the Scotiabank Arena. I got it right this time. <laughs> I got it right, finally. So, what are your thoughts on this game? I think the Raptors lose this one. I think Philly's out for it. They need a win, man. And against the Raptors. It's a morale thing. I think they just... They're, they're going to give it their 150% for this win. And I think the Raptors compete, but I think Philly comes out on top on this one. Well, I'm saying that the Raptors' home win streak stays alive on this one. All right. The Raptors are right. And Siakam hits a three from the corner that bounces four times and drops at the buzzer. Five times. Yeah, five times. Let's do it five times. And the Raptors win. run out the court and once a, again. And, and MB cries. And there's memes all over the place. And- and we can just start talking crap about those oh, talking man. heads. Imagine, imagine if that ever happened again. That would be. That would be I don't know. That was a once in a lifetime. That'd be just hilarious. <laughs> um, the last game is next Wednesday, which maybe we'll watch the game and then do the, the podcast. So, um, but just in case, they're playing the New York Knicks. lowly New York. Knicks. You could probably do the podcast during the game. <laughs> I know it's true. Um, but. RJ Barrett's been playing well. Yeah. No? Pretty much what I expected. Um, Me too. It's a really good, you know, initial showing from him. Obviously, the sky's the limit for this guy. I feel he may become the best player out of this draft. This year? No, I think overall. In general? I think so. I know everyone's saying Williamson, but my pick's on this guy. I think we as Canadians know how good he is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if he's that good. Maybe. I hope you're right. Like, I, I, I so. really want him to, to be think, that guy. No, I think he's going to be really good. Um, but, but but that doesn't mean that the Knicks franchise yeah, is going to be good. The Knicks are in disarray. Uh, last, I don't think we talked about it last week, but they had a little meeting or the press conference regards with regards to Masai Ujiri. No, well, that's the rumors that came out of it. But basically, they're apologizing to the fans because they're saying they expected to do better at this point in the season. Because James Dolan is a moron. Yeah. That ownership. That's it. Remember, we were talking about the uh, whole culture and the system? Yeah, there you system. go. Exactly. exactly. The Knicks are the antithesis of yeah. the Raptors' system. Absolutely. You know, I feel for them. New York fans yeah. deserve better than that. Man. Yeah, Come I on, guess. man. They deserve better than that. I feel a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. But I don't feel that bad for them. That's how, the, that's how it goes. The Raptors... Hey, Toronto went through this with the Raptors, with the sports scene in general, for quite a while. Well, the Leafs are still terrible. Yeah, the Leafs are still there. Which is why Babcock got The Jays are up and down right now. They're trying to get back up there. TFC is right up there. Unfortunately, they lost. They were so close, right? But But hey, three times in the last four years? That's a winning culture, my friend. Winning culture, exactly. But the Knicks do not have that, and I am... I'm gonna be like Charles Barkley. I guarantee a victory. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I I so. think this is easily a two-one week, maybe a three-zero. I'm week. going three-zero. I'm putting all my cards on the table. All right, three-zero. I I think that the Raptors just come up a little short against the Philly game, but the other two, Damn I man. don't even think it's close. Those ACC rims are gonna ACC <laughs> gonna help. Scotia Bank Arena. Scotia. <laughs> I had it. I had it right once, man. Can't expect it every time, right? Yeah. Scotia Bank Arena wins rims for the win. Hope you're right. right. I hope you're right. So, sorry, go ahead. No, no. No, no, no. Go ahead. So, we don't have much time here. Um, But I wanted to quickly just discuss the the last time, you know, Vince Carter is, is in the NBA. Quickly. Just, I know we talked about it, but I wanted to mention, like, this is it for him, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm Mm-hmm. So when he comes back, it will be the last time you will ever see Vince Carter in a, on the court. On the court. So that's where I was going with this. Yeah, you, you, maybe you you read into what I was gonna say. Yeah. Does Vince Carter transition into a front office person specifically for the Toronto Raptors? Quickly. Hmm. I would like that, but I don't think that's the direction he's going. I I see him going more towards a broadcast Commentator. end of things. Yeah. Fair enough. And I know he's done a few things with NBA TV and such, so I see him going more in that direction. However, me personally, I would always welcome him into the Toronto Raptors organization. Thank you. All right, we got one more segment, so make sure to find us anywhere that there is a podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, I don't know, everywhere at hashtag TCAO. My name is Illicit. His is Mikey Charlie. This is called Trap Chat Alley U. You can also find us on Say Radio, the voice of Seneca College. Stay right there. I'll be right back. Trap Chat Alley U. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Ladies 
and gentlemen, this is Trap Ground. It's a place where we battle it out point for point and see who can uh, win your approval. <laughs> yeah. So we started, we don't got a whole bunch of time, but here's, here's the Trap Ground. With all the youngsters playing so well, guys like Boucher, Davis, even Ollis Jefferson, I'll throw him in the mix. Next man up. Um, even Thomas, you know, next man up. Yeah. So with all these guys playing so well and the Raptors winning, mm -hmm. what happens when Ibaka and Lowry come back? Mm -hmm. Who loses minutes? How about who has gained minutes once these guys come back? How about we do it like that? Okay, we'll keep it positive then. All right, fair enough. Um, I'm going to take... Who you got? I'm going to take Davis. Okay, all right. I'm going to take, take the Canadian legend, okay. Chris Boucher. Right. Straight out of Montreal. I want to see Chris Boucher have an unbelievable NBA career. So that's a good guy to pick. All right. I'm going to start. Listen, Davis was, again, undrafted, my friend. This yeah. is a guy who knew, but nobody knew about. And the last two games, he's had his career high in points, back-to-back. -back. He's shooting the three, lights out. Mm -hmm. And he's got an explosive, explosive first step. He's dunked on a handful of guys already. Mm -hmm. All of that. And I'd say the biggest attribute is his defense. He's been arguably the best perimeter defender on the second unit by far. Maybe, maybe you get like Siakam and Van Vliet are better right now, maybe? Oh, you're talking about the second unit. Though. But I'm, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, as a whole. But in yeah. the second unit, there is nobody, I yeah. think. Davis is right now playing the best defense on that on that second unit. Maybe Jefferson's in that discussion. Maybe. No, he no, but, he's definitely in that but, discussion. But you see Davis, what he did. But as a whole, to LeBron. But as a whole, as a player right now, Davis has extremely. He's played well. Over exceeded. Oh, for sure. My expectations easily. And and it's showing that the Raptors, you know, can maybe give a rest. The guys like Kyle Lowry, which they need, right? All right. Now, with Boucher, we already knew he can make threes, so he can stretch it out a little bit. We knew he had defense. We knew what he brings to the, what he brought, or what he can bring to the table. But in the absence of Serge Ibaka, he has brought not only those attributes, but he brought, has brought an energy, like an extra boost off the bench at times where he lifted the level of the game to a, another level after the starters. This guy has came in with timely blocks. Yeah. Timely blocks. Yeah, a double-double the other night. I mean. Wards. The Raptors are hurting on the rebounds, but this guy, as lanky as he is, he gets in the right positions. He's long enough to tap the ball and then he has that bounce where he doesn't give up on the ball. He taps it and goes after it. He'll die for it. He'll jump up and get it. He grabs boards. He has no business grabbing. 
and then he will put it back up, finish. He will draw the contact, draw the foul. And again, I'll go back to him being skinny, but he's a wiry type of like a Kevin Garnett type of now, skinny. Uh, Kevin Garnett gained a lot of weight and, and muscle throughout his career. And I think yeah. Boucher, even from last year, he mm -hmm. gained a lot of muscle this year already. Oh, he's still like a buck 80 something. Yeah. He, he's my weight, but he's like a foot taller. Yeah, he's pretty lanky. Yeah. This is coming But from, don't get that twisted, though. big illicit over but, here. <laughs> but don't get that twisted, man. He is worth every pound plus. Pound for pound, like, he is on another level. So my only rebuttal to why Davis should win this and not Boucher is Boucher won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the G League. There was potential for this kid to be something really special. So it's not as shocking as a guy that's basically just played himself onto the roster and now basically played himself into this, the backup point guard position. I'm not knocking that, but that's not what the argument is. We're saying who is most deserving of playing time once the regulars get back. So then, and okay, feel, all right, so that's where... So, uh, and, and this is where the, the, the problem lies, where I said from the beginning. Ibaka comes back. Who loses minutes? Well, this is what I'm saying. Boucher so. loses minutes. Yeah, where, where Davis isn't going to lose minutes. Lowry's going to come back and play with no, Van Vliet. There, he's not yeah, going to lose Davis minutes. Is, Davis is going to lose minutes because who else? Like, everything gets bumped back. But what I'm saying is that Marc Gasol could actually use a little bit more rest. Agreed. Serge Ibaka, you know, he'll be easing back into it. But you know what? Pascal Siakam's minutes are a little bit high. And, and Van Vliet's are very high. Yeah, and as much as Siakam can run up and down the court, you can see the fatigue already yeah, but, kind but, of but affecting my argument apply. your argument applies to Van Vliet, too, because he's playing so many minutes right now. This will give, with, with him playing, with Davis playing so well. Right, but there's more guard options on the team than there are big man options at that high of a level, right? With... The guards, you can put Jeffrey Hall's Jefferson in, Norm Powell, once McCaw comes back, and everybody else. On the big man side, there's not too many options out there. No, that, that becomes a big problem, as we've talked, we even talked earlier about, you know, the Raptors lose the rebounding category very consistent. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's going to change with the, the personnel they have right now. So maybe, you know, we were talking about them gaining another player somewhere. Maybe it's in that that range. Someone that's a killer rebounder. Yeah. That's all they do is just fight for rebounds and, yeah. and help the Raptors on that, that one particular spot, right? Yeah. And one thing for sure, it doesn't matter who actually wins this, Boucher versus Terrence Davis. One thing for sure is the Raptors are in a much better position than we thought they were two Absolutely. weeks ago. There's no question. These, these injuries have shown that the Raptors are ready to sustain and withhold all of this, man. Yeah, and we're ready. And as we were saying, like the minutes can be cut back and we're not compromising on our chances of winning games. So okay. this bodes well for the Raptors' long-term outlook for the season. I agree. So let's go Raptors as we always say, you know. Yeah. A, an hour's come, come and gone that fast, as it always does. Listen, talking Raptors basketball always seems to, to fly. Another beautiful hour. 
I can do this forever. Yeah, me too. Forever. Man. So rappers keep winning, so we have something to talk about. <laughs> Always, man. I don't. I, I'm good not to do a rapper like, I, rant for like, so long. It's nothing wrong with that. I'll talk about the Raptors even if they lose 13 in a row, but it's so much better when they are winning. I so. agree. So make sure you can find us everywhere. Hashtag TCAO. You can find us on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, Spotify, Anchor, all of them, basically anywhere. Um, you can also find it on illicitsound.com and say radio, the voice of Seneca College. My name yes. is Illicit. I am Mikey Charlie. This is Trap Chat. How are you? For fans, for better, for worse, forever. Peace. This is Trap Chat Ali, presented by Travis95. Enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Yeah.